second. India have won the test match. India have won the series. They're going to get back for two. India at home. Lords goes wild. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the 81 All Out podcast. This is your host, Siddhartha Vaidyanathan. And I'm joined today by the regular crew, Mahesh, Ashoka and Kartikeya. And um, yeah, I mean, all of them are on Twitter and I'll link all their Twitter handles. I'll link Kartikeya's Substack that he writes regularly and also the columns that he writes for ESPN Quick Info and other outlets. So yeah, today we are here to talk about another more general topic. No specific match or series this time. Uh, we've been doing quite a bit of this um, sort of discussing the topics that are quite popular in cricketing discourse. We did a few about uh, T20 cricket back last year when we spoke about uh, batting versus hitting and we spoke about you know terms like treasure and also what people talk about when they say this is the game that matters, etc. So yeah, I'll link all that. But today I thought we'll I mean, we we were. This has been a topic of discussion again on among ourselves. So we thought we should discuss this topic, which is selection. And selection is something that uh, you know has always been a point of contention, irrespective of of the team picked. I mean, there's always a case to be made that this team was picked wrong. Uh, invariably, I mean, it is almost uh, <laughs> quite rare for someone to look at a team and say, oh, okay, this is 11 great choices or someone to look at a squad and say 15 great choices. There will always be one or two names that pop up in your head and say, why is this person not there? Or in the contrary, it will be, why is this person there? So one of the things that's important to understand is, uh, first of all, what we are talking about when we're talking about selection, like what is what does the process involve and why people get so worked up about it. Of course, there's the partisan angle and you want your favorite players in the team. You want, uh, you, you don't want some players in the team because you, you there is something in you that believes that they are just not good enough or they have not done well enough over a period of time. But there's also a, sort of a very uh, insidious angle here, which is especially in the age of social media and where you know, players are also on social media. There is also this, um, you know, demonization uh, of players who are picked and who don't do well. There is, uh, uh, you know, um, industrial scale level of uh, rolling that can that happens uh, for some people who are picked, and you know, people constantly like after every time they don't do well, they will point out why this was a bad selection why this was a horrible selection, this person should have never been selected, this person should never be selected in the future, etc. So anyway, so this is a conversation about how we talk about selection. Um, number one, why we talk about selection. Number two, also how is can we have like a reasonable discussion on selection and what is the limits to which we can go. I mean, ultimately, uh, you don't want to go to the extent of saying he should never have been picked because, you know, number one, who is who are we to say that? And number two, there are people in the team and there are the selectors who are, you know, way more qualified than any of us. So, you know, you can look at selection as a harmless pastime where you just pick 11 and move on. But there is, but beyond that, if you're looking at some, looking at it as a serious discussion how do we approach it 
So anyway, um, maybe we can start with everyone setting the stage for uh, this and, you know, you can either take it in terms of why we talk about selection or how do we talk about selection. And we can move on from there and we can even pick out specific examples and, you know, get a bit more, uh, drill a bit deeper into it. Uh, as with all things cricket, our opinions and our thoughts on the game has evolved and so so it is with selections. And uh, I, I remember pretty much all my cricketing discussions of, of formative years were about selections and, you know, the right ones and the bad ones and, and what we should have done and so on. And, I, and I, I used to firmly believe that bad selections cost us, test matches cost us, test series and so on. Uh, and over time, I've realized that that selection doesn't impact the results of the match or the series as much. And uh, I also believe that it's a, it's a good conversation. It's an easy conversation to have, right? Like, of course, you can also say that, okay, Virat Kohli shouldn't have pushed, you know, played forward to that ball or Bumrah should have, should not have bowled shot and whatever. But it's at a, beyond a certain point, you know that you're talking about like a level of skill that you can't even dream of. But selection feels more relatable. I feel like I could pick the squad. I feel like whatever Krishnamachari Shrikant could see in, in certain plays, I can see as well, right? It's, uh, it's a, uh, the skill or the craft or, or whatever you want to call it, the art of selection, uh, the, the, the skill is not obvious. It is not obviously different from what I could aspire to or what like, you know, lay fans could aspire to. So perhaps that's one of the reasons why it's a topic that, that invites a lot of discussion and people are very passionate about it. Passionate to a point where it becomes toxic, of course. So uh, I think my stance right now is that I don't think selections are... Okay, there are two kinds of uh, selectorial problems, right? One, you have too many good players to pick from. Then you, then the question is, who, you, who are you going to leave out? Rather than who are you going to pick, right? In that situation, uh, the the choice that you pick versus the choice that you leave are such so close substitutes that that you can always make a case for one versus the other uh, one versus the other and the debate will never end but from from the perspective of the probability of the team winning the match i don't think it changes too much at the other end you have let's say six seven players who pick themselves and then you're filling up the rest four with with suboptimal choices again the suboptimal choices are kind of closely aligned to each other so there's not too much of a difference it is possible that selection makes a meaningful difference in in some teams during some phases but an aggregate level, it doesn't sort of change too much. And a lot of the decisions about the probability of winning comes from what you've initiated at the grassroots level, what kind of you know pipeline you have and how they are flourished and so on, more than selection. But like I said, it's just a very accessible topic. So people tend to talk about it. And and as with all things with, uh, with Indian cricket, the media has gone up, the social media, the, the amount of coverage that Indian cricket gets, uh, it's... I mean, you can say everything is toxic, but but selections are particularly uh, easy sort of topics to get out of control. I mean, I guess in some level, it's the larger uh, sort of the next step from the big moment angle, right? Like uh, you can say that, you know, the fifth ball of the 49th over is what decided the match. Then you can say that the phase between over 40 and 50 decided the match. Then you can say the toss decided the match. Then you can say that then you just just keep building and building and then it reaches the fact that if this player uh, was not uh, was there and that player was not there, it would have decided the match. So it's basically you're trying to find, constantly trying to find, you know, things that uh, 
uh, decided the match when at, in actuality if you look back and think about it even you had 11 players you played over 50 overs or whatever how many ever overs you played if it's a t20 or 40 or if it's a odi 100 and the the match was decided eventually by like so many other factors but yeah i think it's that no no i agree to there is point. there is some there is some overlap between the two but but i believe that the, the selection sort of discussion is a little little more meritorious in my view because at least when it comes to selection it it fits in with the model of the game right the model of the game is to select the best players possible and let them compete over the length of whatever the format that you play and see who comes out on top right Um, and and it is not a violation of the model to say that oh yes, you don't have to pick your 11 best players right but whereas when you say 49th over second ball was what turned then you are basically fundamentally disagreeing with the laws of the game uh, so i would probably make this distinction that you you could have a meaningful discussion about selection but there is no meaningful discussion to be had about the fact that 49th over second ball was somehow more important than the other balls that basically is disrespecting the laws of the game that's basically saying i don't believe in the laws i don't believe you got to count every ball i, I didn't watch the first 30 overs so it doesn't matter so i believe that's that's definitely black this one is more gray but even like the best 11 players is also gray right like i mean the best 11 players for that day no, no, it is it is, it is gray because in reality the 11 and 12 are such close substitutes right but let's imagine a world where 11 and 12 are not i mean like let's say go back to uh, vijay merchant's time or whatever you know below before that where you can politic and throw a, a very good cricketer out and get a very bad cricketer in and stuff like that it's theoretically possible to have a meaningful discussion about it but that one is, is a, i mean we should not even entertain that uh, that debate yeah also i think uh, you know as you said it's low hanging fruit and it's also low hanging fruit for the conspiracy theory right like which this uh, just comes naturally to everyone i mean there just people are everyone and is just drawn to the conspiracy theory right and selection is like a fertile ground for that it's like this person is not picked because of xyz which is totally un- unrelated to cricket right which is basically because they said something or because they uh, you know their uh, relationship with the captain is this way or something i mean you can you can build like n number of conspiracy theories to come up with it and i think that's also part of this whole talk of selection which again is defeats the purpose of talking about selection itself anyway ashoka uh thoughts to me i think uh, there are two big black boxes sort of where which you cannot observe when it comes to cricket the game itself is apparent and you know uh, if you observe what is happening in the game you can understand a lot of things and if you if things are not apparent there are a wide variety of stats that you have then people write articles about it then you can read and understand oh that's why certain things happened the two black boxes if you really see are one is coaching and another is selection because those are not done in public view and out of this the But coaching way, is captaincy also captaincy in a way in a way yeah really captaincy is that a black box yeah because I mean, that happens on the field right right the changes are apparent to you and you can see the logic behind why certain things are done okay, right okay. Uh, right so but away from the public view uh, uh, two black boxes are you know coaching which is like the lower level coaching or the higher level coaching but that's sort of public interest that's very technical and pertinent to that particular player and his style of you know executing the skill the one of public interest is selection and that's a black box and that being a black box raises the question 
how do you define good selection how do you differentiate good selection from the bad ones is there such a thing at all or is there such a thing as a good selector what is the definition of one we have never been given these answers we have only been provided with reactions to selections like this is a good selection that's a bad selection how what were they thinking all this is what we are privy to what we are not privy to is the thought process that goes into okay these are the people in contention these are the people who have done well these are the parameters that we are looking at and that's why this is the 15 out of you know n we know it's unfair we know only 15 people at the end of the day can play but why those 15 people to me as an interesting question i mean if i want to understand how this game functions that's an interesting question but there is no avenue for me as a lay uh, watcher <laughs> to find out i think it's it's the, a good question like what does what defines a good selector and generally in the public imagination what defines a good selector is basically if a team keeps winning if a team keeps winning it's like oh okay this is good selection this is very good i mean of course then also there will be complaints saying this can be a better team it can even win more if uh, there is this player in but overall i think uh, it's like the hindsight sort of uh, validation right like okay selection is basically decided on how the team does right so in case of bumrah there is also that another thing right like there is a case to be made that bumrah has had a a very good first class career uh, which coincided with his ipl career also right but to say that he had a great ipl and therefore selections is only uh, selections are only based on ipls into the test team is wrong because the other bowlers have not had the same path that he has had because other bowlers they have built at least some sort of a first class record for them to justify a place in the eleven so there is something to selection where they look at a player and they know that he has that skill level even you know uh, even though they are looking at ipl or his first class record or something like that so we don't know we just have to piece out all this information and find out okay maybe this is why they selected him if this process was any more transparent and now kartikeya will come and say why should it be transparent but anyways i would say if that is transparent from a point of view of oh this is a great thing that they are doing from a point of view of learning that would be a cool thing is what my whole thing is so transparent is what you want them to uh, live stream the selection meetings why not man you can live stream selling of people to franchises why can't you live stream selection I mean maybe they are talking about too much juicy internal things which can't be broadcasted but at least you know uh, you have a press conference at the end of the day and say this is the reason why we went for these people that at least would be a start right there used to be they it used to be quite common actually back uh, you know i think until uh, 10 maybe 7 8 years ago or maybe even before that and uh, definitely very common in the 2000s where after every team was selected there would be like the chairman would have a press conference and you would ask why why was this person not there why was that person not there there would be some response and of course you may or may not accept that response but it was there so it was on the record that the chairman of selectors was saying this about the reason for the selection so whether you consider that uh, necessary i mean whether you consider that requisite enough for not i is up for debate but it was there i i am not going to ask why 
selection should be transparent. I'm going to ask like, how can it be transparent? What will make it transparent? So that's what he said. No, live stream the live stream the selection. But how will that make it transparent? So at least then people know that uh, what is going on. No, it is not. Why like some people black know? No, where they had the chairman of selectors telling them that. He picked Vijay Shankar because he was a 3D player. The chairman of selectors are roundly mocked for that. Even after he told them, they didn't listen. What's the out? That did that make it more transparent? No, no. The mocking. That's what, as we said, the mocking may happen. But there is on the record you have the reason why Vijay Shankar was selected from the chairman of selectors, right? Who cares about the record? What record? I mean, it's a starting point, right? For, for what? Uh, exactly. And that's my question. What is it a starting point for? I mean, you can... A starting point to understand why the a certain players were picked in the team for that but, uh, tournament or whatever. But you can't... You can't... There can't be an explanation for that, no? That... 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 To presume that there is an answer to that question presumes several... Actually, not several. It presumes exactly two things. One is the presumption that uh, there must magically be 15 players who are better than everybody else who is in contention uh, for selection, uh, which is not necessary. Right? There is no there is no reason why you know there must always be 15 players who are good uh, who, who are who are there for selection. So selection is is an act of exclusion. It is not about selecting 15 players. It is about excluding the N minus 15 players. You know, uh, So, it is inherently unfair. It, you cannot justify an inherently unfair thing. That's not possible, no? logical. How, how do you justify an unfair thing? You know, it's like a trolley problem in philosophy, no? How do you, how, what is a, uh, how, how you, 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 you basically tell the, you, you, your pursuit of transparency is basically to say that, oh, here's the selectors. You have been faced with 15 options choices. Now you justify each of them. That's not, it's not possible, no? It's not uh, 15 options choices, right? Like there are obvious 8 to 10 always choices that always make sense because they are yeah, yeah, vastly whatever, more experienced. However, than many, however many, there's some number of options choices, no? With some greater number and zero, greater than zero. So, whatever. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, eight. The point doesn't change however many number there are. You don't really want transparency on the obvious choices. No, you only want transparency on the disputed ones. So, what? Your, your, the pursuit of transparency is what? The pursuit of content. It's not the pursuit of light, the pursuit of clarity, or pursuit of explanation, or anything like that. It's just noise. You know, when when is there a ever any every time the selector gives a press conference and explains that okay, this player was chosen because of this, uh, it is mocked. Can you think of a single example when a selector gave an explanation and the explanation was considered reasonable? There's a reason why there is never such a case, no? Because there can a reasonable explanation is impossible. You know, what I do you mean? mean it's impossible. In nine, it's impossible. How do you how do you justify uh, saying that I picked one out of three roughly equal choices uh, and and explain to a way to make it fair? It's not fair. You know, so in 1997, for instance, famously, 
uh, after I don't remember who it was, someone got injured. Did Srinath get injured in West Indies? He did, right? Yes, he did. And then they were seeking a replacement and apparently Tendulkar wanted Tushar Arote, who was the experienced off-spinning all-rounder from or bowling all-rounder from Baroda, if I'm not... Baroda. I think, yeah. And the selectors sent him a young, inexperienced off-spinning all-rounder, Noel David. You know. And, Noel who? <laughs> yeah. How do you justify that? You can't justify any of those, no? Over the other. They are both equally unfair. You know. Okay. No, I think, that, I think okay, if the selector says, didn't, if the selector says that we, we felt that uh, you know, uh, given what we have seen of uh, Noel David, given the uh, promise uh, that we have uh, spotted, that and and his age, he's young and he has a bright future. All that. I mean, that used to be standard. Do people used to say those things? I mean, I don't. I'm not saying they said it for Noel David. But what is the what is the justification? You you can at best say, okay, we have these two choices. We went with one of them. Why? And that's excluding the third and fourth and fifth choice. Uh, over there, you know, so it is an unfair process. Vijay Shankar versus Ambati Raidu was an unfair process in a different way. You know, the it was a question of whether you pick an extra batsman or whether you pick an extra bowler, and they went with the extra bowler. That's not that's a the, both are legitimate ways of competing in an ODI, you know. But the point is that all, the content that selection generates is almost you know, without exception, abusive, chauvinistic, uh, crude, and just, you know, at times just downright dehumanizing. And why? So why? I mean, it, the, the question is not whether you should discuss selection. The question is, well, to what extent can you and how do you? And Vijay Shankar, in fact, I mean, to remind our listeners, before the World Cup, he had like one... Good series. He had a couple of good games. In fact, there was one game in which he, you know, bowled the last few overs and uh, India won. And he was, uh, it was not like he went into the World Cup with uh, absolutely no sort of performance behind him. There was, there was uh, things there. It was only in the World Cup and it was only the uh, performance there. And he also got injured that resulted in this sort of massively lopsided hindsight view on his selection. I mean, yeah, but if it's you, also, the, yeah. the problem is also that, you know, this crudeness and chauvinism and dehumanism, it sort of gives no opportunity for any cricket to enter the conversation. I mean, for example, people say India didn't solve their number four problem. England used four different number fours in the 2019 World Cup as well. Australia also used four different number fours. What has happened at number four is a very interesting thing in the context of ODI cricket because they changed the rules in 2015 to make to produce like a 40-over uh, phase where only four fielders are allowed outside. Basically, it has that has basically made it so that two types of players who used to be very very common in one-day cricket and were actually mainstays, absolute every team had to have them and couldn't do without them, have suddenly sort of found themselves not being very useful. You know, the first is the sort of the the, the anchor, the, the sort of the cautious middle-order batsman, you know, who is very consistently producing 50s, occupies one end, you know, keeps pushing singles, uh, you know, uh, you know, milks the bowling in the middle overs. 
you know, first is that. And the second is the restrictive spinner and the restrictive bowler who doesn't take a lot of wickets, but who goes for 30, 40 in his 10 overs, you know, and, you know, provides some sort of semblance of control. Both of those have gone out of the game in one day cricket. And so every team basically has concentrated their best three batsmen in the first three spots and then their best three power hitters in the lower middle order. And then everyone is trying to fit in whoever they can at number four. You know, it's always somebody, you know, somebody who can bat and bowl, Mitchell Marsh, somebody, Vijay Shankar, or somebody who can keep, you know, uh, Ajing, uh, what's his name, Rishabh Pant has done it for India. England have, all, England have been really lucky, you know, that, but England moved their order around so much and England won the World Cup. So what they do is never really observed. But this is a this is a thing about one day cricket. Now you can say you, you what what is the conversation about Vijay Shankar versus Ambati Rai or number four? It's a rotten conversation, no? It's like where is the cricket in? I don't want to get into that Vijay Shankar Ambati Raidu thing because there is also a larger section of selection which is context specific, which is for a particular series, uh, not just the World Cup. If you go to a particular country, you need particular type of players, whether it be batters or bowlers, right? And therefore, uh, let's say if you go to South Africa, you are now finding out that you need taller bowlers to exploit those conditions better. Uh, therefore, you know. Aishan Sharma or right now maybe a Prasid Krishna might go ahead in line considering a Naudeep Saini or whoever. So that makes a cricketing sense or you know uh, from a point of view of selection that makes sense when such a selection is done and such a selection is explained. So there is a lot of things that can be explained without controversy. Obviously there is this Ambati Raidu case or uh, I mean Mahesh will have a a huge book about how many times Rohit Sharma was dropped when another player was picked. So, there are controversial cases, I do agree, but there are also a lot of non-controversial cases which are not explained and by explaining those, maybe there is a way of you know, inculcating a cricketing sense into yeah, selection. Now, Ashoka, now you are asking selectors to basically uh, you know, explain cricket to the public. Yeah, but when the commentators are not doing it, and you think, for example, that, you know, MSK Prasad becomes a selector, chief selector, or Chetan Sharma becomes a chief selector, or uh, Ajit Agarkar. Yeah. yeah, so all of them are going to evaluate all. I'll take your example on, you know, horses for courses. That in some cases you need four fast bowlers, in some cases you need tall fast bowlers, in some cases you need swing bowlers. Now, there are two questions, right? One is, do you have those types of players? Are they good enough? You know, and then second is, if you don't have those players, how do you, how do you make up the absence of those players? So, you try to fit in something, like you try to cobble together in 11, you try to cobble to, to find some way to make a competitive 11. No, you give, try to give the team some, whatever weapons they can, so that they can then decide the 11 on the, in, in, in each match, you know, depending on the conditions and whatnot, right? So, that's what the selectors usually do. They are always sort of doing the best they can with what they've got, no? Now, you tell me, this Ajit Agarkar and all these people, they have all been on commentary. You know, even I think MSK Prasad also been on commentary, okay? They have, a selector has what, maybe 15, 20 minutes in, 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 a, in a selection press conference to explain all this to the public? 
Yeah, these commentators are doing it week in and week out, match in and match out. How many times do they explain this? They never explain it because that's not a selection. And even if they do explain it, who's going to connect it to the question of selection? Nobody, you know. And if India loses, this it's always going to be the fault of the selectors or the captain or whoever. So that let's not. I don't think uh, uh, the. I don't think the sort of the. the contents and the substance of what gets discussed as in when cricket matches are discussed no should be judged based on whether the players or the selectors are giving you good enough explanations the people whose job it is to give you explanations are not giving you explanations so what why 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 blame why blame even agarkar when he becomes the chairman of selectors he is going to worry about all these things he has to okay because not because he has a choice but because whoever you know uh, rahul dravid and all that they, they will ask him they, they will say dude you know england are coming we need three spinners uh, in in india we need to pick uh, you know two fast bowlers so give us options for 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 these things you know we need we need six batsmen or seven batsmen give us lineup whoever you have are they in good form this that we'll give you what we know you find out what you know from everybody else and you put together something you put we'll put together a squad you know it's not like it's there's no magic no that's what they are going to do what else are they going to do now and then you know i i i my view on selection uh, meetings and i think they should be absolutely secret there should be no press conference there should be one announcement with the name, the, the list of names that's all because nobody is interested in in any other other stuff no because because then you know you have to any any sort of understanding or any sort of clarity any sort of explanation invites the listener to say to to understand compromises understand grays and let's face it out of 100 people maybe 5 people are interested in that the rest are not so so in the thing about zonal the time when there was zonal selectors right and the each it, zone when, when was this time when 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 was the team indian squad selected on a zonal quota no no not zonal quota when uh, i'm saying when there was one selector from each zone in the selection committee yeah, so that's a good idea as good as the current idea whatever it is well, first of all what i'm really interested in understanding from a purely cricketing point of view with this selection is that when a selector is watching say a ranji trophy game or a you know a domestic game i would like you know it would be great and i i've tried it before but it's not always come off because you don't want to disturb the selectors when they are actually watching a game but is to understand what they're looking for what what is their thought process what is their what are they trying to see you know to to for a particular player because obviously it's not just the score i mean that they can see the scorecard and see it but they are also even if a player scores just 25 runs they are obviously trying to see something in them whether it is how they are handling fast bowling how they are moving back how they are moving front what is what is the uh, you know what are they watching for that is the interesting cricketing question to ask which will then build which will then help us help inform us about selection in the larger picture right yeah, but you have your 81 all out has captured all that no i mean you have on record amul muzumdar saying that Shubman Gill is should be the key. 
That that's what they're looking for. They are looking for Shuddha Ghee. Ideally, what they want is for every position from one to eleven, India should have like two or three players who are Shuddha Ghee. And sadly, <laughs> that never happens. You have maybe two or three or four Shuddha Ghee players in one generation, any any given time. So the rest they have to do like the best they can. You know, they have to you know cobble together who's doing well in the most recent season and this and that. You know. Uh, and it's difficult yeah? i mean it's uh, we are not this this i don't think this idea that you know you can you can have a system which produces tendulkar uh, exists or you can't have a system which produces bumrah these are you can have a system which sets a basic standard and then you can be assured that the players who stand out in that system are exceptional okay so you can create the system where you know okay somebody who's exceptional will have the match practice and the the opposition and the competition among whom they can stand up that's what you can have and that's what pcca has that you know they have a massive grapevine and they've had that for years you no know? i mean no, not years they've had that for decades so that's what i mean it's not like it's not like there's some magic thing you can do you know whereby you will make lots of shubman gifts no and and now it's bcci i think now indian cricket you know there used to be a time when people used to say that there is so much of talent that slips through the cracks and all that and that was probably true at you know you can say uh, 6 in the 60s and 70s and maybe even little later but now if there is like a jaspreet bumra quality bowler in you know a 16 year old 17 year old who has the quality that bumrah had when he was 16 17 it is almost certain that he will come into the he will be noticed it is not like he is going to slip through the cracks anywhere he will be noticed and his sort of path will be is pretty clear like how he and, goes ahead yeah and the and the national team it's not even a, like a secret as to how they pick the national team you know they are all you know they pick all the big run hogs uh, in the ranji trophy and put them in the a team and then from the a team they pick put them in the test team that's what they do you only have no, no, to but, look at like who's been in the a team but there are all and, these uh, players there are players like uh, sarfaz khan and all these run hogs who they don't pick no so that is where the the yeah, but they did <laughs> pick they did pick sarfaz khan for the a team and he didn't do particularly well no so they will pick him for the a team again they keep picking him i mean there is a there's a there's a sort of a there's a there's a pattern to how players get picked i mean they are these are not this is not you and me you know this is not a this is not a uh, you know there is judgment and expertise involved you no know? this is not just you know a learning machine you know? this is not this is not people uh, an accountant looking at the record and saying okay i'm going to pick the first five names in this list it's it's a it's a set of players set of players and selectors saying okay here's our here are the accounts i'm going to look at the first five or six, seven names in this list and i'm going to consider them and then i'm going to put them up against this better teams and then i'm going to find out observe them and find out what they do and then i'm if there's an opening in the testing that's another thing you know you can have awesome bowlers and awesome batsmen but if there's no opening in the test team then what they can't go no so look at what happened to like karne pujara 
when we had kohli rahane pujara rohit sharma all except for pujara all of the debuts were delayed you know like pujara is the only one who played at the time he should have played badri did not even get to play i mean he played a couple of tests uh was it delayed because we were giving this extended rope to odi superstars odi superstars it's a reasonable question to ask and i wouldn't even be surprised if like you know if there is a way to establish it that 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 bias creeps and of course selectors have all kinds of biases like for instance the shuddhgi is a classic phenomenon right uh, there there must be many shuddhgis who don't turn out to be the test sort of metal players i mean even now i mean so far we haven't found out if if uh, this guy is any different from prithvi shaw for instance right like he's, he's not set the world on fire he, who shubman gill shubman gill yeah yeah but i mean among the hey, what are you is, what are you saying he scored 600 runs for gujarat titans how much more should he do he hit a 200 in a odi he hit a t20 100 what the hell is what are you talking no, about no first of all even that t20 i mean he's not had these kind of seasons in the past so he's taken his time to get there uh in test cricket he still not come there I mean I, I think he had like a phenomenal one day uh, like a run right for a, like last year like he was Yeah but that's uh, also a pretty reason but we've been talking about Shudhgi Shudhgi for a long time I mean Ian Bishop was uh, was talking about talking about the so much during the under 19 world cup itself you know Yeah yeah I I really enjoyed this this this, this contribution from Mahesh because now I am beginning to understand the the roots of Mahesh's you know discontent He is not really concerned that Tamil Nadu players are not getting picked. He is concerned that Karnataka players are getting picked ahead of Tamil Nadu. This is his specific difficulty. So, no, no, there, so there, so there, there is a Stuart Bini, Stuart Bini over Rohit Sharma. All his examples are always like the guy who is not getting picked is his guy, and the guy who is getting picked is a player from Karnataka. This is. this pattern is now like this picture is being like formed you know you know and and like you know it's becoming like a very very clear picture now no there is fact, there is ashwin this upright ashwin we shardul also by the way yeah ashwin we jadeja whatever for me ashwin is the first name in the team sheet for me the whole debate about selection is not whether the team pick is the best chance for india to win whether the team picked gives me the greatest satisfaction for watching right and that comes from the team being picked containing all my favorite players that's my pretty much all my stake in the in the team selection debate and i'm going to always have an opinion on that because that's that's a, i mean that's you can call it a bad faith thing but it's a good entertainment discussion you know so the question is if if they pick the 11 players that you are entirely happy with that plays in the 11 and they lose five matches in a row Do you, okay. are you still okay with it i'm okay because if the best team cannot win a test match what are the odds that the next best it's team not the win? best team it's the best your best team i mean what i believe is the truth for me this is where i differ from mahesh i was with mahesh when he said i only care about the players that i like being in the team that is correct that is the correct way of approaching life but if they lose five test matches i'll say burn them all and i'll have five different uh, favorite players you should be you know malleable in your beliefs you should not be you know so principled saying that i will accept five defeats why the hell will you accept five defeats why are you playing subscription to see a team lose five matches you should have your favorite players they should always win this is how you should watch cricket this is a reasonable and a rational way of watching cricket 
so so okay so basically till what point uh, you guys who are like who say ashwin is the, should be the first name on the team sheet uh, what yeah, but I you also have to i say no, jadeja no. should be the first name on the team <laughs> okay okay let let me okay, take question can we ask of you for jadeja as an example you can flip no, the let argument. me why don't you don't you set like a upper limit as well like if 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 okay if ashwin keeps getting picked isn't there a limit that he if he's not doing something over a period of time won't you say okay it's fine for him to be dropped or irrespective of what he does he has to be there he has to be picked no i would be no, happy no. to answer no, that no. question provided we have seen that happen in the past ashwin has not been see mayesh any more than ashwin in, in the spirit of this conversation i have to point out to you that in asking this question the example he chose was not of a karnataka player but of a tamil nadu player no that's because these ashwin is the biggest uh, point of contention no and that's the example yeah, you want yeah. to say oh he's the greatest match winner <laughs> has three bad matches how do you like when uh, you have a guy who's averaging 35 over 40 tests like that that's not an example yeah yeah oh, i mean the rope you, you give for the rope you given for rahane pujara kohli why won't you give it to your match winners which are the bowlers give them because you have all all sorts of condition merchants will come and say the ball will not spin the duke ball was red on one side the seam is coming apart man give that guy a chance man he has 470 or 490 wickets now nearly it is for it 22 is, average yeah. it is to his misfortune uh, that he plays at a time when india have jadeja in the team right now which so other- jadeja is not a superior bowler he is a better batsman perhaps in the last few years but like how much better and if you uh, know kd's logic is that extra batting doesn't really add he's a lefty winning he's a lefty also that makes a difference right lefty in batting or bowling what 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 do you think adds to that batting batting, hey, batting batting if batting. Hey, 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 if you keep adding parameters then you will say he is uh, what he is a scorpio he was born on late november <laughs> exactly that this and all you will you will keep adding this will become like astrology man just play the best player no <laughs> I think Ashwin can develop his left-handed uh, left-handed batting a bit and that will give him a bit of a chance. Don't give him don't give him ideas. He's going to probably he's probably done that he's practiced. He did practice, right? He did bowl left arm spin in some uh, some sort of uh, club matches I guess. What do you mean he went and played some uh, local match in Tamil Nadu took not for 70? And that also Ashwin Bhatsa like ah what a what a guy you know. He went and bowled over there. And what about the fact that he took not for 70 man against See, also like, against like Ashwin, amateur players with Ashwin we must make this distinction here between like selecting a squad and selecting a team now in selecting a team the Ashwin issue is all Uh, like comes up when they are selecting the team and that involves team management that involves the uh, conditions merchants as ashoka calls them that involves what is happening the day before the game how how the team uh, team management are perceiving how bowlers are bowling the nets what they think the opposition all the all that what do you call that the um uh the what do you call those matchups matchups and all that comes into play this is nothing to do with the uh, three selectors sitting and picking the squad that is already been done and ashwin is already in the squad if you're not going to pick him in 11 i'm okay with you not picking him in the squad it's fine it doesn't give me any extra comfort that he's sitting there in the reserves how do you okay a team is picked a squad is picked a team 11 is picked what is your, how do you react to it you just say okay forget it 
let's just forget about it and let's just look at what ha- what is going to happen in the game or do you react to selection at all no i don't what is there to be so I, so if i don't watch all these players no i i have never heard of these players other than you know when i read their name in the newspaper Oh, you mean uh, Priyank Panchal and uh, Abhimanyu Ishwar? Didn't you make a case that England made a mistake in not picking Wood in the first two tests in the Ashes? Is that not a commentary on selection? Yeah, but yeah. that doesn't that doesn't guarantee that it would have it would have worked. You know that the pitches for the first. That's fine, but you're not saying okay. See, they picked two choices. They could have gone with either. They went I don't. With, uh, I don't know that. I don't know that they it would have made a difference. you know i don't even KD, know that wood KD. was wood was available for the first test or that wood was available KD. for the first test kedi your comment is dehumanizing chauvinistic and what are what are the other things that you say <laughs> inhuman cruel crude yeah it's dehumanizing the three of you that's not that different <laughs> no no the, the point is this india in that uh, series where india went and famously won in australia right and they won that test at the gabba not the first time yeah. the second time so the the 11 at the gabba was uh, they had to play because uh, everybody else was injured and uh, on one knee and or back home and our mohammed shami was basically like uh, hit by a bouncer yeah, etc they dropped ashwin <laughs> ashwin dropped <laughs> ashwin injured himself and dropped himself so the fact is that 11 won the final test now what are you saying that if they pick that exact same 11 for the first test of the next series against england or for the first test in australia that there would be it you would just say this is electoral judgment this is totally fine they are experts at their job and this, this is the team that india should play no but they did no i mean they are not crazy okay so th- so there is a point at which you would sort of yeah, start yeah i mean there wondering. are obvious there are obvious questions about selection no? like i mean if they if they picked like uh, some politician son to bat at number 4 for india despite him not having a rec- first class record or anything like that that would be like if like uh, you know that uh, what's his name uh, lalu prasad yadav's son he, he was apparently some first class yadav he, uh, he got a ipl team actually uh, for uh, one season uh, i think yeah, yeah so so what i mean okay. if he suddenly had, appeared in india's middle order yeah it would be raise i had, I had visions happen, no? of i had visions of jaysha walking in to open the batting when you said some politician son <laughs> then anurag anurag thakur play for himachal pradesh one match did yeah, he yeah. yeah. but wait both of them were used to play no jaysha and anurag thakur were both played like club cricket or something no Jaysha doesn't look like he's played any cricket. Jaysha, I doubt it. There used to be this cricketer called Jaydev Shah, who was uh, yeah, this guy's son, Niranjan Shah's son, who had an illustrious career for Saurashtra. Yeah. So you're, you're so, saying yeah. that there are obviously ridiculous choices, but India don't make them, or teams generally don't make them. Yeah. Yeah. I, when what's an obviously ridiculous choice? Can you even think of one? I mean, okay. you know every time i have asked this question people say vizi i mean that was in the 1930s man and that guy was actually paying for everything <laughs> sorry sir no, no, one thing one thing there are enough Kar- people karan sharma karan sharma ahead of ashwin or uh, or, or you to me okay 
this this is the thing right like for instance this is like saying okay ashwin finger spinners don't do no, well in australia that's a, that's a leg spinner ahead of a of a off spinner no but it can't be any leg spinner ahead of a great off spinner right see i understand if it's a good leg spinner versus a great off spinner that's a contest like with no track record nothing this is basically a captain saying okay this is my style i'm going to do bold things i mean I'm, i i don't see why that can't be questioned Sure, is that a bad question thing? Question it, no. Course. But what are you going to do? Okay, fine. Question it. What? So, okay. Aage, what are you going to do about? Nothing. What, I mean, what are you going to do about, about talking about cricket? Nothing. <laughs> what can you like, do what, about anything? Like, what are you going to do about oh. by telling people that there's no such thing as clutch? Nothing. People still talk about clutch. They're going to talk about it for hundred years. Yeah. Hey, you can go to their Instagram and uh, abuse their family members. You can always do that. There are options. Don't think there is hey. no option. You no. Know, okay. Don't do all that. Huh? Yes. Don't do all that, please. I don't. If you are like, even if that we have, please don't do that. I mean, if, if you are listening to Ashoka for the first time and think he's serious, please don't do all that. I would advise against it. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, I think there are uh, enough cases for people to think that there have been some ridiculous choices. No, it's not like it's not like every time people are saying this is like a marginal case, a marginal case. I mean, no, I mean by people, I mean I don't mean like general. public i mean people like you know ex cricketers and uh, people in the media and all that who otherwise generally have same opinions they also say this is a ridiculous choice like uh, for instance for instance leaving ashwin out of the world test championship final was was basically across the board even before the match was i mean even before the result was known even as the match was going on was uh, said that it was a ridiculous decision right i mean i think it's that that was pretty clear i'm saying all the, the more reason he bowled well in the one that he was picked he bowled well why was he not picked against australia and that too this was played in oval and then you will say okay this was played in earlier than normal oval test you know <laughs> you, you can always invent 105 academic reasons on why you should not pick ashwin but why yes like, but that's the point no you can there are reasonable explanations no No, so that's okay. Fine, I, I agree with you, right? Let's say, for instance, there is a reasonable explanation to say that Ashwin was not picked in the WTC final for this reason. He was not picked uh, ahead of Jadeja for this reason. Uh, Karan Sharma was picked ahead of him for whatever X reason, right? So, extending the same logic, why can't you be okay with India playing the same eleven as what they played in the Gabba Test? Why can't Natarajan play another Test? Washington Sundar play another Test? Sure, he he doesn't. Have a stellar first class record, but the fact that in his first test match he looked the part should logically mean that he should play another test at least. Why is that an obviously bad no. selection? Selection is not whimsical, no. I mean, this the the whole question of why not is that is is that it presumes that the choices that actually get made are arbitrary. They are not arbitrary, no. I mean the. Yeah, uh, when a guy is picked for a in a test team or in a test eleven, it's not like someone woke up in the uh, middle of the afternoon the previous day and decided, "Ah, I will go with him." No, it's not. No, it's a uh, no, no. You can't create a scale where there are good decisions, there are whimsical decisions, there are good percentage decisions, there are no, bad percentage not, decisions. They are good decisions. No, they are they are good decisions. But your the the reason why. decisions are the way they are is because they are reasoned decisions so no? they are they 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 are they are consistent decisions they are decisions made a, to to a, with a with a with a 
essentially with you know keeping in mind the incentive of self preservation they want to have a sustainable team and for that the team has to win and then they have to have a that's why they have to have a sustainable selection process and that's what they do you know this is not they are not they are not select good selectors or they are not good at what they do because they are good people they are good at what they do because that's how their incentives are aligned no you know they they are their incentive is to pick a side that wins because when the side wins then uh, nobody asks them questions that's what they that's that's their incentive every time so this idea that oh they don't care about winning is not no no that's not true that's not true i mean incentives are aligned even for fans even the so called taxi toxic fans want india to win and if if they pick a player that they don't like and india wins they're okay i'll give you an example of when they did what you said no i mean they did like you remember that test series in 2001 when england were here in india uh england were yeah. in india and i think india picked like ikbal siddiqui and tinu yohanan Yes, Sanjay uh, Bangar. Yeah, in Sanjay Bangar, in their eleven, and they dropped like all the fast bowlers who went to South Africa and didn't do well or whatever it was. Uh, I don't remember if they played Deep Das Gupta, but they may have, they may not have. I don't remember. No, he uh, played. He played. Deep Das Gupta had a good uh, second test in uh, in South Africa. Yeah, he played. He scored a hundred in Mohali, if I'm not wrong, the first yeah. test. So, so they did that now, and then it was also the. the usual crowd were like oh what a you know what a good decision but i mean neither you taught a lesson class. they taught them a they, lesson they taught them a lesson it's just like catharsis you know like <laughs> a, the the sort of the pent up frustrations of you know an entire generation of journalists was like you know released in that in that heads, heads must roll heads yeah. must roll Uh, but heads didn't roll. No heads were just put on the shelf for like a couple of. Yeah, because Johan had never played heads, after that. So the yeah, no, no, heads, heads could not afford to roll. I mean, if they could have, yeah. they would have moved on, right? Because if Johan was Bumrah, they wouldn't have gone back. Yeah, but if if the point is that if Johan was Bumrah, they would have known that before they picked him. No, I mean the. This is the this is where the expertise comes in. No, the the. Every ex-player who's a selector and all these Wangadkar and NCA and all these people, they they have a beyond like all the nonsense that you hear on Twitter and all that. They have a very very good idea of how good a player, how good a prospect is, and how good a player is. They know that you know Shubman Gill is like a hundred test guy, you know, whereas some other guy maybe a twenty-five hundred test. you know but the other guy even though he doesn't look like a 100 test guy he's making mountains of runs so you have to consider him you know these are all sort of suboptimal choices these are all sort of you know processes of induction but there is a judgment you know? they can see they they see jaspreet bumrah and they see he's quick and they see he has that release which is bothering a lot of batsmen and they know that that guy is going to do something that guy is going to be hard to play you know and then they get to know the guy and they say oh oh this guy works really hard he's really fit this that then they they pick the guy then they're not it's not it's not a it's not a whim no and and that's one of the reasons why occasionally you get these left field situations like karan sharma or i mean sometimes the whim doesn't work out for them 
you know i mean for instance shardul takur need not have worked out but it did i mean shardul takur has 300 runs and 30 wickets at 10 test matches and he has like 30 wickets at 20 better than 26 a piece you know shardul takur is a it should be held up as a, a an extraordinary selection like who would have yeah. thought right or genuinely who would have thought that shardul takur is going to have such good numbers over a period of time in test cricket i mean Yeah. and then the whole selection thing also gets turned on its head no i it, the 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 whole idea that selection is whimsical gets gets turned on its head and you get these this nonsense complete nonsense about oh such and such captain backed his players and some other captain didn't back his players selection is like something where it's not suitable for entertainment so the only entertainment it produces is sort of you know discussions of you know uh, of a partisan nature or you know the creation of cults of personality you know because it's it's not a matter of entertainment no it's a very very brutal extremely unfair uh, job which sadly has to be done for the international team because it, in that's a format where you can only have one team with 15 players see the other thing is when you have uh, good teams right then the standard for good teams is like unreasonably high like for instance soon india will pick like a squad that will compete in the world cup that is coming up later this year the one day world cup now if india does not win the world cup it will de- be deemed a failure like if they go to the final and lose it will be deemed a failure if they go to the semi final and lose failure so if the choking, standard is so man, choking man so if the standard is so yeah exactly so if the standard is so extraordinarily high then any team that you select you are going to you know there is going to be something that says no this player should never have been there this player and invariably it will be that player who does not perform in that match that india loses right which was if it's the semi final final whenever whichever game that they lose to exit the world cup and that player or two who does not perform in that match it will be like why the hell were they in the team when they were rohit sharma no hey you know it, it could be anyone <laughs> it could be rohit it could be virat kohli it could be anybody so see and the thing is there is enough uh, material to say this about anyone so if it's rohit sharma virat kohli they are too old who are these people unfit i mean uh, rohit sharma is unfit virat kohli is over the hill he's done he should retire if it is like people you know if it's like uh, someone like sky or something overrated fellow t20 a monster who has no idea of pressure this so in any player you can like find a way to sort of put them down and their selection so this is the thing with unreasonably high things so suppose i'm saying suppose you had a team like uh, who named some team that has qualified for this world cup like netherlands right will there be such a thing about selection in netherlands i don't know if they will have as many players as like to choose from i mean they may have 25 but will they have you know uh, will they have 25 players who are good enough to make the final 11 i'm not sure so i think it's also a question of how strong the team is and what expectations you're setting on them right like this indian team has nowhere to hide with selection like you're doomed whatever team you select you're doomed because i mean unless you win that world cup i mean and the chances yeah, of that are what yeah 
they're the best team in the world and if they don't win every game they're basically a failure that's that's the standard now not every game i think it's more every icc event basically yeah, yeah every series too. and everything like for example they lost this series in west indies which must E20. only which must be because they are rubbish no they no no they, if like, they had won and then went on to lose the world cup final world cup right they're like oh they win useless bilateral series they lose the uh, big no i'm saying tournaments. you have but they lose the bilateral series then they're like they're not even good enough to win bilateral series no and also there is this whole thing no that we are just 3 months away from the world cup or 2 months away from the world cup and there is no settled eleven right so that is one idea of a settled combination but there is also an what idea is this? that this is not a this is not a canara bank job that you settle for 10 years and then think get a pension what the hell is this settled eleven no there, there is, is no settled 11 in life that a team must be settled enough to gel when the moment arrives don't you realize all this so that this is, is the thing man people keep dreaming up stuff somewhere and then they come and this is like a linkedin talk man this is what uh, people hustle bros and grind uh, grind bros keep talking about this has no connection to reality what settled 11 no 11 is ever settled there are a bunch of 16 to 18 players they keep rotating among those based on form and injury that's all <laughs> do you australia know australia australia went into the 2003 world cup with their most settled lineup and their greatest winner just walks out of the world cup because of some you know mischief that he did and they went out to win the world cup no so the thing is no i why i brought up that settle 11 right that is a very interesting because on the other hand now ben stokes has uh, been told that he you know he has been called back from retirement he has been told to unretire from one day retirement and come for this uh, world cup so on the other hand people are like see this shows that why teams don't care for bilaterals why teams other than india that is no but they're also saying other things about ben stokes no they are saying now that well ben stokes announced his retirement so lot of other players got a chance and they performed for 12 months and you know they made stake their claim on that on on the on the spot in the world cup uh, 11 and now ben stokes has just decided that oh no he's not going to yeah. uh, retire and he's going to come back so it's unfair on them no And yeah, yeah. so that is settled also. merchants those are the settled merchants but then there are also people who are the clutch merchants who say that see when it comes to the world cup a player like ben stokes is what you need to win you that tournament so i'm saying any point of time no no so they, in, in between these two extremes is the 2015 world cup right so bailey built that australian team as a captain michael clark comes out of nowhere and wins a world cup then everybody said michael clark stole uh, you know uh, bailey's thunder <laughs> they won the world cup <laughs> what are you complaining about so so i think a lot of this selection glorification has also happened with these australian uh, dynasty that of the late 90s and early 2000s right like the the selectors who the australian selectors at that time trevor horns lori sol all of them were around for a really long time and so you know this whole thing of you know these were the men who brought australia from the dumps of the 80s to the glory of the 90s and the 2000s and all that and i think i think that had like uh, that was the early that. yeah of course she not that but and <laughs> the, the very fact that the they built the team they built the dynasty i remember reading this thing about 
the selectors and all for the first time then i mean obviously it was it, there was much lots before also but in my personal experience i was like okay these are the guys who basically built the great australian dynasty of i <laughs> mean 87 world cup when was up to come man yeah that nothing happened see australian revival happened in 89 when they won the ashes okay forget about everything before that so ah yeah so okay there's one more point i want to bring in though is about the selectors informing the players about why they were not picked or why or, or telling them if they are part of the plans or things like that i mean you know very often you have players coming out and you had uh, prithvi shaw make that famous statement about sai baba was watching when he was not picked right for a, a particular series and then you had uh, ashwin who came out after the world test championship final in a really sort of uh, in an interview that was quite vocal and it was pretty clear that uh, he was very frustrated with uh, things around him and irrespective of uh, he didn't really name anyone but it was clear his frustration was clear there was ashwin then there was no, no, with ashwin i'll clarify that he did mention that he was informed well in advance he knew like one and a half days before the final that he was not going to play and he was informed on why he was not going to play was that his but should should selectors be should uh, should players be informed mahesh has got like two clients here he's like their lawyer you know like ashwin and rohit sharma <laughs> yeah 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 so so uh, what point i should clarify about ashwin <laughs> yeah okay clarify mahesh speak for your client no no uh, no no of course selectors should inform players and, and the the problem with that is that we do not know who what goes on behind the scenes there is no way to know right it's entirely possible that they're talking and people are speculating that they're not talking uh, but i do remember when kumble took over as a captain one of the first things that he wanted to set right was there was a culture in the team at that time that we don't explain to players why they are picked and why they are not picked and uh, they're not even informed well in advance they find out on the morning of the match and so on he made it a point at least that's what he said so who am i to know that he will create a culture where players are informed on why they are picked and why they are not picked and then whether they are in the scheme of things or not so perhaps that culture existed before and that culture changed after that should it exist yes but there is no way for us or to to some extent even the media to know whether this happens consistently or not like theoretically yes but practically how are you going to find out no but if you if you call if you speak to a player and he says uh, he has absolutely not uh, heard anything from selectors or captain or coach or something then you uh, why but, that, you, but that's also problematic okay so so what happened in the case of saha for instance was he was very clearly told that uh, they don't see him in the scheme of things for the future and he went and shared that to the media right uh, along with his frustrations now i i don't know is that the right thing to do right if you are you know like and also in this case rahul dravid had the sort of maturity and courage to go and talk to players about it but some other person might find it an awkward thing to go tell that your career is done right is isn't that rude uh, those are subjective things right i mean perhaps the first one i would hypothetically if nobody has spoken to nobody has spoken to sarfraz khan uh, mm-hmm. you know this is this is my uh, i'm just saying hypothetically someone may well have spoken to him but if it's not then it also puts the player in a bad frame of mind right like it's like okay what else do i have to do like what what am i like he like okay if, if it's the case of india a fair enough if if they are looking for him to score more in india a okay at least then he has that target in front of him right he knows but if he doesn't know then it puts him in the dark right in a way 
I don't know. See, that, that's the thing, right? Like, what if the selectors believe is not good enough? Are you going to go, like, what is a better thing to do? To call Safraz and say, hey, hey, I don't see you playing test cricket. What if he improves next year? You know, what if he starts playing? We don't know. I, I mean, theoretically, we can say, yes, they should inform. Um, and, but at least Dravid keeps saying this in a lot of interviews, saying that he does reach out to players or not. I mean, the Saha is a classic example, right? He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to have that conversation. In fact, that landed him in a bit of trouble. So he seems to do that. So I would like to believe that that somebody in the system does it, if not the chairman of selectors. And the system and the system is quite mature enough. Some players have spoken up, some players have not. Uh, but let's say, for instance, I call you and give you a reasonable explanation. I'm sure Ashwin was given a reasonable explanation on why he was not picked. Right? He disagrees with that. And naturally, he's going to be frustrated about it. Even if, uh, you know, Safras Khan was told on why he was not picked, do you think he's going to be okay with that? In fact, I mean, talking of that, uh, the, one of the presidential candidates in Singapore was was not was disallowed on some technical grounds. The, so the government did not name the reason. The government said, it's up to the candidate to reveal the reason. The reason has been revealed to him. He came out and said, I'm not happy with this, right? But the point is, sure, he's, he's known the reason. And, but what's the point? It doesn't help him. But isn't that better than having no reason, no communication? That is the question. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's also, there are two parties involved, right? It's not just one party, right? Isn't uh, there the whole other tradition where, you know, the the authority of the selector and the captain and the head coach is sometimes they say that, oh, you know, you have to show up on time and then the manager will post the name of the 11 players who are playing uh, on a piece of paper and stick it at the dressing room door. That's how you come to know whether you're playing or not. And this is apparently like a, a a way for like the the bosses to show that they are the bosses, so on and so forth, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think to a large extent, how these things occur is a question of personality. You know, I don't really think that there's a. I mean, what do I want? Every time someone says something about selection and selectors. The question that always occurs to me is, uh, but what do you want? You know, it, it's not enough to for, to be taken sort of, to actually be saying something about selection. You have to more than say that, not this. No, you have you have to say something. And for that, you have to have some sort of model. You know? So you have to have some idea of like, like what the hell is going on? You know, I mean, the, the most common question I get about selection is why not X? You know, like you have not yet made a point about selection. If you say, why not Ashwin? You know, because, you know, there are 11 guys who are already named. And if you want Ashwin in one in place of one of them, you have to explain like who you would take out and who you would put in. And you know what the interesting thing, the interesting thing is that most people don't want to do that. You know, most people don't want to say who they would take out because that's a cruel thing. You know, that's a, that's a harsh thing. No, but no. see, with Ashwin, it's, there's it's, only it's, two it's, options. There's only two options, Jadeja or Chardul. Yeah, right? yeah, but now it's Ashwin, yeah. but otherwise it's what, Sky and Samson and Ishan Kishan and uh, everybody, you know, there are so many players who are... I mean, you can drop yeah. Kohli. Ashwin scores more runs and he's a far better bowler. <laughs> India, tried, India tried 19 players in 11 ODIs in 2023, right? So, uh, the point is that people... The, the, the sort of one of the sort of pathologies of the sort of the what you hear about selection is that 
there, there is sort of a it's it's a venue for a lot of righteousness now about you know the people feel that they have to stand up for some excluded underdog you know but they don't want to ever say that you know okay well you turn someone else into a excluded underdog in their place i think what people are looking for is also and this may be a foolhardy thing to look for in this case is consistency like if you <laughs> <laughs> that's like another half an hour added to the podcast so if you pick 3d if you pick this player because he's 3d for this world cup then why did you not pick that player for that series because he's also 3d so that that is the consistency they're looking for <laughs> i told you, you know this is like a canara bank job they want uh, you know day in day out same thing 15 years take pension go away that's all that's all no no if you have a settled lineup there's no dynamism <laughs> no exact thinking they settled have like lineup set. means what no ambition no? so so no basically see basically if if india lose a match it's finished that is that is all there is to it so anyway i think uh, on this note instead of adding more and more time to this podcast i think it is time we say goodbye and uh, we basically agree to disagree as many discussions go but there is actually very little to disagree here because i think we all generally agree that uh, ultimately a selection of one player here and one player there can only make so much of a difference and that and that the selectors we cannot just start off with the basis by saying that they're jokers or they're clowns how much ever you want to you know they how oh, much ever whimsical are they whimsical how much ever alluring an idea it is ultimately they are former cricketers who have seen more cricket than me and you and who have played at a far higher level than me and you and so are have certain sense of judgment that we won't have and also no things no far more things than we will ever know about a player's fitness about a player's ability about you know various other things that they will look for in a player right like the quickness with which they play fast bowling for instance the how quickly they get on the back foot how repeatable is their action uh, you know the, uh, some a bowler may be bowling very well today but after 3 months he may not have the repeatability of that action he may not be getting the control and the consistency that he had 3 months before now we have not seen any of him in those 3 months but they have and they know that there is something going on so either he is injured either he has lost his lost his control for some other reason he has lost his run up there's so many things that we don't know so yeah giving allowance for them i think is really important and eventually what i mean if your expectation is if your standard is that india has to win the world cup and everything else is a failure then obviously any selection yeah. is wrong is <laughs> gone yeah and you're setting yourself up for like deep disappointment yeah so this is all uh, likely to be played out over the next two months uh, deep disappointment outrage uh, toxic commentary on selection and etc etc but um, yeah we can only try and uh, you know uh, i mean there's nothing we can do about it obviously so thank you for listening i uh, hope this sort of gave you some food for thought about selection and ways to think about selection and what to and what to sort of expect uh when a team is picked and what to and how to actually engage with the topic of selection so that was the idea here and uh yeah you you know where to uh send feedback it's 81allout.com is our website @81allout on twitter and uh, we are 
also in the book republishing space. And many of you have been extremely supportive about that. Um, the Summer Game by Gideon Hay was our latest uh, book that we put out. And then we also had War Minus the Shooting by Mike Marcusi and Cricket Beyond the Bazaar by Mike Coward. And yeah, recently, you know, Mike Coward was in India and um, he was at a store in Bangalore and he signed a few copies at Bookworm in Bangalore. So, you know, in case you're looking for uh, Cricket Beyond the Bazaar and in India, Bangalore, you can contact Bookworm. Bookworm will probably even ship you the book if you contact them on Twitter and uh, or if you just give them a call. Uh, but anyway, you can find it on Amazon too. And I can put the link out there. Uh, coffee is where we accept, uh, you know, listener contributions, ko-fi.com slash 81 all out. And thanks a lot to all those who are contributing and uh, regularly pitching, uh, putting in some money in there. So yeah, we look forward to joining you in about 10 days time and uh, have a good day and take care. Series. They're going to get back for two. India at home. Lords goes wide.